Well, welcome to Walk It Out with Leah McCray. It is good to have you here with me again. Hallelujah. Today is a day that the Lord has made. Amen. And we shall rejoice and be grateful in it. Hallelujah. Well, thank you guys for joining me for another episode of Walk It Out. We are in Genesis 34 today. And we'll see how far we get if we go on to 35 or if we just kind of hang out here in 34. We'll see. Are you on your treadmills? Are you uh, on your bikes? Uh, get on out the door for your walk. Pick up those weights. Maybe you're doing some yoga or Pilates. Whatever it is, let's get it. We are transforming our bodies as we transform our minds with the Word of God. Amen. As always, excuse me, we are going to um, open up in prayer. Oh, Father God, we just thank you, Lord God, for, oh, just being our daddy. We thank you that you are a good God. Father, we ask for forgiveness of all sin, Lord. And Father, we just thank you that the blood of Jesus cleanses us, purifies us, sanctifies us. We thank you, Jesus, for your sacrifice. We love you. Have your way in, the, in these moments, Lord God, uh, with you as we draw near to you. Open up your word to us, Father. Uh, tell us what we need to get from it today to apply to our lives. We thank you and we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. All right, so we are starting with uh, verse 1 of Genesis 34. Uh, um, okay, so let's just go back a moment because uh, before we were in, uh, we saw Jacob being reunited with Esau. We saw how he had to wrestle uh, with some things, with his past, uh, how he finally called out to the Lord and God changed his name. Okay, he wrestled with that false identity, you know, with who he was. And now uh, that flesh man, Jacob, he's now uh, becoming the spiritual man, Israel. And as it is with Jacob, as it is with us, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. We have to grow up into this spiritual person that God has created us to be. Amen. Um, so we're going to see that in these chapters. Uh, but right now, um, we're starting again with uh, chapter, uh, with verse 1 in Genesis 34. One day, Dina, the daughter of Jacob and Leah, went to visit some of the young women who lived in the area. But when the local prince Shechem, son of Hamor, the Hivite, saw Dina, he seized her and raped her. But then he fell in love with her, and he tried to win her affection with tender words. He said to his father, Hamor, Get me this young girl. I want to marry her. Soon Jacob heard that Shechem had defiled his daughter Dina. But since his sons were out in the fields herding the livestock, he said nothing until they returned. Hamor, Shechem's father, came to discuss the matter with Jacob. Meanwhile, Jacob's sons had come in from the field as soon as they heard what had happened. They were shocked and furious that their sister had been raped. Shechem had done a disgraceful thing against Jacob's family, something that should never be done. Hamor tried to speak with Jacob and his sons. My son, Shechem is truly in love with your daughter, he said. Please let him marry her. In fact, let's arrange other marriages too. You give us your daughters for our sons and we will give you our daughters for your sons. And you may live among us. The land is open to you. Settle here and trade with us. And feel free to buy property in the area. Okay, so what do we have here so far? 
we have uh, this uh, prince of uh, the Hivites. He rapes Dina, Jacob's daughter. Okay, he rapes her, and then he um, falls in love with her and wants to marry her. And he goes to his father, and they try to arrange this marriage and uh, intermarry with one another. And we already know that God has told, uh, uh, that God has set apart this family, this line, these people, you know, not to intermarry, not to um, uh, become involved with those who uh, who worship pagan gods and it's not um, you know people want to say well that's how you know discrimination came about you know um, that's uh, what kind of God do you serve uh, that was um, about discriminating against one race or whatever okay this is not what's happening here he doesn't want them to fall into idol worship to become weakened by being with the people who worship false gods and we can see that this is what has happened also throughout this time and so God is simply trying to keep them out of that trap out of the that trap of the enemy so this is what that's about and um, but we see this people who have uh, some motives here okay they know uh, that Jacob Israel and his family you know are blessed they have uh, they have great wealth great goods and and they see uh, a way here to become a part of that but it starts with a grave sin him raping the daughter of Jacob so anyway getting back to where are we verse 11 uh, then Shechem himself spoke to Dina's father, I don't know if it's Dina or Dinah, and brothers. Please be kind to me and let me marry her, he begged. I will give you whatever you ask. No matter what dowry or gift you demand, I will gladly pay it. Just give me the girl as my wife. But since Shechem had defiled their sister Dina, Jacob's sons responded deceitfully to Shechem and his father Hamor. They said to them, we couldn't possibly allow this because you're not circumcised. It would be a disgrace for our sister to marry a man like you. But there is a solution. If every man among you will be circumcised like we are, then we will give you our daughters and we'll take your daughters for ourselves. We will live among you and become one people. But if you don't agree to be circumcised, we will take her and be on our way. Okay, so they are pretending to come up with a compromise with a solution uh, in order for him to marry Dina and for those families to become one. But we're already told that they're being deceitful. Deceit. They're lying. Okay, and this is um, a sin that we know has passed down uh, from Jacob, from uh, uh, the deceit, you know, uh, not allowing God to revenge or allowing God to, to uh, intervene in a circumstance, but coming up with your own idea. And so they are being deceitful. They have another plan. And I mean, uh, the righteous anger of your sister being raped 
or of a family member being harmed, that's legitimate. It's, it's legitimate to have righteous anger. But then to, to devise a plan to hurt those who hurt you or to take revenge against those that, take re that have harmed you, that is not of God. Okay, no matter how good it feels, come on, I've been there and done that. It feels good to our flesh to get back at those who we uh, perceive or, or, or who we know or who we can feel has hurt us or harmed us. But, but we are taking uh, matters that belong to God into our own hands. And that is never a good look, never a good solution. Okay, so we're going to see that as we continue uh, to go through. So he says, okay, so he presents this compromise. And then Hamor and his son Shechem agreed to their proposal. Shechem wasted no time in acting on this request for he wanted Jacob's daughter desperately. Shechem was a highly respected member of his family. And he went with his father Hamor to present the proposal to the leaders of the town at the town gate. Okay, these were the leaders of this town. Um, you know, they were highly respected rulers, leaders. So these men are our friends, they said. Let's invite them to live here among us and trade freely. Look, the land is large enough to hold them. We can take their daughters as wives and let them marry ours. But they will consider staying here and becoming one people with us only if all of our men are circumcised, just as they are. But if we do this, all their livestock and possessions will eventually be ours. Listen to that. So they have a plan to eventually take what God has blessed Jacob and that family with you know this was always this is in the back of their minds this is the motive they don't care anything about what uh, Shechem did or how he disrespected the defiled this young girl you know what is in their mind is how we can uh, make something good out of this not just for my boy who has fallen in love with this girl but for all of us so he says come let's agree to their terms and let them settle here among us so all the men in the town council agreed with Hamor and Shechem and every male in the town was circumcised but three days later when their wounds were still sore two of Jacob's sons Simeon and Levi who were Dina's full brothers took their swords and entered the town without opposition then they slaughtered every male there including Hamor and his son Shechem. They killed them with their swords. Then they took Dina from Shechem's house and returned to their camp. Meanwhile, the rest of Jacob's sons arrived, finding the men slaughtered. They plundered the town because their sister had been defiled there. They seized all the flocks, herds, and donkeys, everything they could lay their hands on, both inside the town and outside in the fields. They looted all their wealth and plundered their houses. They also took all their little children and wives and led them away as captives. Okay, so not only did they, you know, it's one thing to take the life of, of the person who harmed your family or defiled your family, but they killed every man in this 
town. And then they took their wives and their children as slaves and plundered them, took their wealth. So is this something that you think would be sanctioned by God? Uh, of course not. First of all, we have heard all through scripture that God didn't want them taking anything from anyone because he never wanted it to be said that they got their wealth or their provision from anyone outside of him. So this, this rage and this uh, uh, desire for revenge has crept into this family and, it, and it's not from God. Right, so so we know that the boys of this family, the children, are not all following uh, a this. Okay, put it. Let's look at it like this. This family looks a whole lot different from Abraham, and what uh, and how he handled himself. Okay, so we can see that as they lived amongst, as Jacob lived amongst Laban and and those and that people you know where idol worship crept in and uh, there were other gods and you know some of this has rubbed off on them and um, sin and uh, a nature quite uh, different from God has crept in and we know that Jacob uh, that he didn't always depend on God or 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 uh, look to him to for answers and to solve his problems. We know uh, that he relied on himself, that he was living in the flesh. It was only when he wrestled with God that he was wrestling with that old nature and actually called on the Lord and then began to walk as in, in more of his spiritual nature. And again, it's a process and we'll see that unfolding. But we can see that his sons, um, his sons here have acted very differently. And they have acted uh, quite horribly, really, to murder all these people. So, anyway, we get back to verse 30. Uh, Afterward, Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, You have ruined me. You made me stink among all the people of this land, among all the Canaanites and Perizzites. We are so few that they will join forces and crush us. I will be ruined and my entire house will be wiped away. Now right here, Jacob um, has totally uh, forgotten who his God is though. You know, he's looking at this mess that his kids made and it is a mess. You know, they did act um, not in line with who their God would be. They didn't ask God what to do, they just did it. So he's right in the fact that this is something that does not bring honor upon his family or upon their God but to um, to, to to make this statement you know it, it's kind of a statement of fear so in this moment he's not even remembering who his God is and then he says at the very last verse of this chapter but why should we let him treat our sister oh, okay so this is the boys but why should we let him treat our sister like a prostitute they retorted angrily so they um they don't see anything other than their anger their uh their violation 
okay, the, the violation of their sister, the violation of their family, the violation of the dignity of their family. So that's all they see. And they don't see anything wrong with what they did. And that's how this chapter ends. And I think a good way to uh, think about how to apply this chapter to our lives is that sometimes we have a good reason or we think we have a good, it appears to be a good reason and under uh, ordinary circumstances if we were just men and women of the flesh it is a good reason to, to fight back and to and to uh, take revenge and to lash out and to hurt those that have hurt us to still to, to take from those who has taken from us to uh, to give what we get right to give what we get uh, you want to give me attitude I'm gonna give you attitude oh my goodness thank you Jesus God just you know what that has been me <laughs> God is just telling me the Holy Spirit is telling me right now I hope you're listening to the words that's coming out of your mouth girl because that's something that I am working with you on at this very moment this very time in your life sometimes I have a tendency to give what I get and that is not a good representation that is not me representing my God well that is not it is easy to give what you get anybody can give what you get okay a dog can give what he gets it doesn't take it, it doesn't take anything to give what you get but my goodness it takes the love of God it takes the move of the Holy Spirit in your life to not give what you get to give what you don't get hallelujah to give love and kindness and mercy when all you're getting is hatred and attitude and judgment it takes it takes the love of God to give to someone what you're not getting but listen that's what that's what stands us apart that's what makes us different that's what makes us a holy nation come on now that's what makes us a people who who are called by God who are blessed by God who are sanctified by God who are holy as God is holy that's what sets us apart is giving what we don't get and not giving what we do get come on somebody this is what we can get from this chapter this is how we can apply it in our lives amen this is how we can become more like Christ because he said as he is so are we in this world that's in the book Again, I can't quote you chapter and verse right now. I have to go look that up. But I know, but it's in my heart and I know it's in there. As he is in this world, talking about Jesus, so are we. But we're only that way when we can do the extraordinary. Not the ordinary thing, but what is not ordinary. What is not expected. What is, what is not rational. It's not rational for me to be loving to someone who's violated me. Come on. That's not rational. 
but to love them with the love of God, not meaning that I'm supposed to have them in my life, that I'm supposed to um, accept them uh, at my, okay, what am I trying to say? If I've been violated by someone, okay, that doesn't mean that, uh, that I keep myself in a position to continue to be violated. No, that's not what God is expecting. But we are to love that person with the love of God. We are to pray for that person. We are to understand that, that it is the enemy, that it is the satanic spirit, the demonic oppression and leading that that person has submitted themselves to that, that, is, uh, that has hurt us, okay? That that person is a victim. Okay, they may be a willing victim of Satan, but they're still a victim. They aren't living the life God has called them to live. They aren't living the good life, but we're going to allow them to rob us from living the good life by acting like they act and not, and not uh, rising to the standard that God has empowered us. Because only then will we point people to Christ. Only then can we show the difference. And guess what? God will bless us for that. We are a blessed people. And, and he will deal with those who have dealt uh, viciously or, or uh, who, who has dealt with us in a way that, God, that does not please God. He will deal with those people who deal treacherously with us. He will handle it. We don't have to. And when we do that, when we allow ourselves to be totally submitted to him and to turn the other cheek, so to speak, and to uh, give him the glory no matter what, he will come into that situation and he will take revenge because the word does say, the revenge is mine, saith the Lord. Okay? So this is what they didn't understand. They went out there and they acted treacherously, deceitfully, viciously. And they did not bring honor to God in that moment. And it's going to have repercussions that are going to go all through the remainder of this book in this family. And we're going to see this. But again, but again, we're also going to see the mercy, the grace, the intervention, and the fact that God's word does not return void. This line of, of Abraham is blessed and is who our Savior will come through. So um, we're going to see how God uh, does all this. But we also know that what a man soweth, he also reaps. So, oh my goodness, we got to close this down. So we didn't get any further than uh, chapter 34. But, but, I, but I believe that's where God wanted us to be, to get that lesson in our lives. That we are to depend on him. We are to, to uh, always take the higher road because it's the higher road that leads to him. Narrow is the road to Jesus. Amen. Narrow. Everybody can't walk this road. But those of us who do, and we have to do it depending on God, not in our flesh, because we can't do it in us. Oh, we can't. We cannot do it in ourselves. But depending on God, allowing the Holy Spirit to, to direct us and to lead us, and allowing God to move us, to mold us, to direct us, this is how we do it. Amen. 
So, Father God, we just thank you for this word. We thank you, Lord God, for your love for us. We thank you so much for your provision, for your care, for your loving kindness. Oh, what would we do without it? Where would we be without you, Father? So we love you. We thank you again. Have your way in us today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, guys. I love you. Until we work it out again, we are transforming our minds by the word of God. We are transforming our bodies. Get ready. Get ready for overflow. Because whenever we decide to move closer to God and to be more like him, there is a reward. There is a reward to those who diligently seek him. He said, I am the, I am the rewarder. So expect it. Look for it. Have an awesome, awesome day, afternoon, night, whatever time it is that you're joining me. God bless.